Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast today, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world, and I don't want you to be one of those people who lives their life with regret. The research shows that 85% look back on their life with regret, and the number one regret of the dying is, I did not live a life true to who I knew I should be. I instead live my life based on the expectations of others. Don't live on others' expectations. Live on your own, and you won't live with regret. I wanted to mention to you real quick, before we get into the meat of the podcast, that we've got some things coming up online, live online, and in person. On September 16th, we are going to be hosting Circle of Sales an accelerated sales training course that is sure to help you grow further faster in both your top line and in your personal development and your growth skills in sales. I have practiced Circle of Sales year in and year out for the past 15 years, and I can tell you it works. It's a very simple formula and process for you to develop the disciplines the skills, and the character necessary to be an award-winning salesperson. Sign up on our website, hbkln.com, or email me, mross, at hbkln.com for more information. Sign-ups are waiting for you. Can't wait to see you on there. We also have four Foundations of Leadership starting September 23rd. That will be at HBK Youngstown. We have limited seating on that, and we have a bunch of registrations already. So get on the website, hbkln.com. Register today. I want to see each leader get the most out of themselves, help people get the most out of themselves, and to have the strategies, the culture, and the systems in place to ensure that their business grows further faster and they are sustainable long-term. Don't forget that 88% of Fortune 500 companies from 40 years ago are no longer in existence. And that is because they do not have the proper culture, systems, and strategies to keep themselves relevant long-term. Too many companies get comfortable and complacent in recent years of success, and we can never do that. So we've got to continue to advance ourselves as leaders, and you've got to have a solid foundation to do that. So I would ask you register for Foundations of Leadership starting September 23rd at HBK Youngstown. Can't wait to see you there. HBKLN.com. I've said many stories in the past about mentors that I've had in my life. And one of the things I've had many mentors tell me over and over again is that you got to really get to know yourself. You got to get to know your strengths. You got to get to know your weaknesses. You got to get to know your passions. 
You've got to understand where your gifts, talents, and abilities lie so that you can serve the world better. Don't forget this. In the marketplace, you get paid for serving other people. That's the beauty of a capitalistic system. In a socialistic system, you get paid based upon what everybody else gets paid and what the government says that you deserve. You don't get paid based upon service to others, which fulfills us and helps us make a greater impact. If you know how to sustain in business, you know how to take care of people. Remember this. If you take care of people, money takes care of itself. One of the ways we really take care of people is by getting to know ourselves. There's a thing in psychology called the mirroring principle. The mirroring principle is very simple. That we mirror the behaviors, the character, and the environment of that which we are in. So if you're with a person who has a very strong personality type, and they're speaking to you forcefully, and they're speaking passionately, you, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, will mirror their behavior. You will mirror the way they talk. You'll mirror the way their demeanor is. Unless you are aware, and you can be the one to help them mirror you. The mirroring principle is always in play. So one of the things we have to do is we have to really get to know ourselves, and we also have to get to know the psychology behind personality profiles so that when we're in a situation where we're with a person who's very dominant, domineering, decisive, direct, that we can help them mirror us in the way that we lead so that we can help them and our organization grow further faster. So I want to give you a very basic tool. There is something called the five-minute personality test. It is very close to the DISC personality profile test, but they use animals as a way to get the personality profiles in their proper lanes. So I would tell you, you can get online, you can Google five-minute personality test, and you can download the PDFs for free. That is everybody's favorite price in the world, free. I like to call it free 99. Get out there, get these personality tests, and you can give them to your teams. If you would like someone to administer these tests, then email me, mross at hbkln.com. I love to take personality profile tests and help teams come together and get to know each other better by showing them how the personality profile tests work and what it looks like in our environment when we can appreciate one another's personalities and not try to get everyone to mirror us. If we can appreciate one another, then we can morph and become one heart, one mind, and one purpose. Personality profiling is very important for a team. So if you want more information on that, email me, mross at hbkln.com. I'd love to come to your location and over a lunch or over a half day, Let's take these personality profile tests together. I can explain the psychology. I could talk about communication and how that will affect your team. If you can communicate better by understanding one another and what that does for your productivity, what it does for your environment, what it does for your strategy, what it does for your systems, and then most importantly, what it does for your culture. Five-minute personality profile test. Now, I would ask you to download this and take it. So you'll see that there are... Four different categories. you got the lions, the otters, the golden retrievers, and the beavers. Now, I'll give you some brief highlights on each one. Let's look at the lion's personality type. 
So the natural strengths are decisive, goal-oriented, achievement-driven. They get results. They're independent, risk-takers. They take charge. They take initiative. They're self-starters, persistent, efficient, competent. They enjoy challenges, variety, and change, driven to compete, and they project quickly and effectively. They're fast-paced, task-oriented people. Now, they can get along. They're extroverts. They can get along with people, but typically lions... They are always on the go, and so they connect with people as long as that person is going in the same direction as them. And if they're not, then they will typically pass them by. Lions are really good leaders as long as they can watch out for narcissism and they can really care about the needs of others. Sometimes being a task-oriented person, lions can be unfeeling, and they can blow past people or, on their way to the top, step on people's heads metaphorically. So some of the weaknesses are they are impatient, blunt, poor listeners, and that one can be a very big life blow to a listener where they just crush their own leadership. If they can't listen well, that can crush their leadership. So they got to be very careful of that. They're very demanding. Sometimes they are crass or rude. And so they just got to watch out for those sorts of things because they're so focused on getting things done that they want to dominate and push and they don't mean to come across as rude but they can come across as rude sometimes so they got to watch out for that remember that leaders if they're in a situation where they have to choose between getting a task done getting stuff done or hanging out with people they're going to choose the task this doesn't mean they're a bad person okay and a lot of times people can say well they just they just don't care about people. Well, that's not necessarily true. we got to be very careful in how we judge people. And we usually like to judge people based upon their actions, and we want people to judge us based upon our hearts. Now, people can't see your heart, so you've got to be very cognizant about trying to line your actions with your heart so that people can actually read your heart. But be careful that you don't judge personality types based upon your personality type, that you judge based upon what you know to be true about that person's heart. It's always better to go with inquiry versus suspicion. Always assume the best of people before you go into suspicion that they're out to get you or out to do something wrong. All right, so the next personality type is otter. So natural strengths of an otter is they're enthusiastic, they're optimistic, they're good communicators, they're emotional and passionate, they're motivational and inspiring, they're outgoing, personal, dramatic, fun-loving. Their base disposition is fast-paced and people-oriented. So a otter, if you give them a choice between spending time with people or a task, they will spend time with people all day, every day, any day of the week, and they love to be the life of the party. They love to keep people talking. They love to make people laugh. Some of their natural weaknesses is they're unrealistic, not detail-oriented. They're disorganized, impulsive. They listen to feelings above logic. They can be very reactive, can be too talkative and excitable. They're easy sells at the end of the day because they want everyone to have a good time and have a party. So they would go into debt in order to give somebody a sale, even though it's not something they really want. So you have to watch that. And so for otters, you really just got to develop a little more discipline or have people in your life with your magnetic personality that can help mitigate your your own weaknesses, which is fine. Look, and the same thing is true for otters, is true for lions. We can judge them and say, well, they don't want to get anything done. They're not decisive. They waffle back and forth. Because unfortunately for otters, 
sometimes in business, they want to keep everybody happy, and you just can't do that. You have to, at some point in time, stick your foot in the ground and say, I've got to make some tough decisions, which is really hard for auditors, but that doesn't mean that they are flubs or they're fluffy or they don't have substance to them. It's just they really care about people and the way people think. Next is golden retrievers. So golden retrievers are natural strengths are patient, easygoing, team players, stable, empathetic, compassionate, sensitive to the feelings of others, tremendously loyal. They put people above projects, dependable, reliable, supportive, and agreeable. Base disposition, they are slow-paced and people-oriented. So they're not going to move really, really fast. But these people are great for HR. They love to appreciate people. They are very loyal. They're the type of people that will listen to you all day, every day. If you think of a psychologist, psychiatrist, it's a really good role for a golden retriever who can really feel the feelings of others, very empathetic, very selfless. Some of the natural weaknesses, though, is they are indecisive, over-accommodating. People will take advantage of them. Now, the people that end up in the friend zone a lot of the times are golden retrievers because they won't say what they feel because they don't want to hurt the feelings of others or disappoint anybody. They're slow to initiate. They avoid confrontation even when needed. They tend to hold grudges and remember hurts inflicted by others and they fear change. It's because they love so deeply, they care so deeply, that when other people hurt them, they take it to heart, literally take it to heart. But then they struggle with confrontation. So they're not able to get it out, and they just hold it in. Finally, we have the beavers. They're natural strengths. They are intelligent, very highly intelligent. They're accurate, analytical, detail-oriented, thorough, in industrious, orderly, methodical, and exhaustive, high standard. They are intuitive and controlled. Their base disposition is slow-paced, task-oriented. They are introverted, task-oriented people. So they could come across as rude, unfeeling, unkind, and really they just love to get tasked on. They don't have a high social need like some of the other personality types. They are programmers. If you think of programmers, a lot of the times base disposition A lot of accountants based disposition are beavers in financial management beavers. It's because they need to be accurate. It's not a bad thing that they can focus in and be very accurate. But for beavers, they got to make sure that they get out of their comfort zone a little bit because their natural weaknesses are too hard on self. They're too critical of others. They're very judgy in their natural disposition. They can be perfectionists, which means they then become overly cautious and they don't take risks. They won't make decisions without all the facts. So they get into what's called analysis paralysis. They can be too picky and overly sensitive when somebody challenges whether they're correct about something. So again, all these personality types, they have great strengths, but they also have weaknesses. Here's what I'll tell you. If we can take these personality types and we can really get comfortable in our strengths and celebrate our strengths and not try to hold back and push ourselves down, which most people do. They don't want to stand out or they don't want to come across as braggy. They want to mitigate themselves so that they don't stand out. We can't do that. What we've got to do is be very clear about what we're good at because we want to focus on what we're good at. 70% of the time we should be focused on our strengths, working in our strengths. I wouldn't make an otter your financial manager or your accountant. 
it would kill them. They could do it. Everybody can cross-pollinate and for a period of time work as another personality type. We all have that opportunity. I can be a beaver for a period of time, but it drains my powers. For lions, lions could be golden retrievers for a period of time, but it will drain their powers. So 70% of the time, you want to find something where you're working in your strength zones for your personality type. And then 25% of the time, you want to develop the strengths of the other personality types. And 5% of the time, you don't fight your weaknesses. You work with them. Here's how you do it. There's an old proverb that says, your strength is made perfect in your weakness. The first thing we have to do in order to make our weaknesses strength is you've got to admit it. And you've got to be clear about it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. I'm an otter lion, almost equal. So I had somebody this morning that wanted to give me a book. And I asked him a simple question. I said, do you want this book back? And he said, yes. I said, well, then I'm going to download it on my Kindle because if you give it to me, you will never get it back. Why? Because I'm very clear about my weakness. I will not give you your book back. And it's not because I want to keep your book. I get books all the time. People hand me books, hand me resources all the time. And it usually goes into this black hole or black sea of forgetfulness. And I put it somewhere. I don't remember where I put it. I don't normally end up reading it unless it's on my Kindle. I won't read it. So I always ask people when they're about to give me a book, it's not that I don't want the book or won't get to it at some point. It's that I know if you hand me this book, you will not get it back. So I like to ask that question. That's just about putting everybody in the best position to succeed. If you're not good at something, admit it. And you know what you'll find. There's other personality types that you work with who are really good at what you're not good at that can take your weakness and turn it into a strength because it's their strength and you can do the same for them. So personality types really help us communicate better about who we are and where our effectiveness is. And if we communicate well about these things and if we are humble, you can check your ego at the door. And if you can walk in and be humble, then you're going to always get help for your weaknesses. And by the way, when you're working in your strength zone, 70% of the time, your life is much more fulfilled. You're much more effective and productive. You make a much bigger impact. You make more money. Your organization grows further faster. And there's many other benefits that go with that. I hope this was beneficial to you today. And again, if any of you want someone to come in and facilitate this with your team, we also subscribe to a few different personality profile tests and If you want a more detailed personality profile test, we can offer some of those to you. So just email me, mross at hbkln.com, and I'd be happy to talk to you more about that. I hope this was beneficial, as I said, and I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.